0: anyway good morning (laughs) oh man it is uh, it's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord Uh, as you look uh, there's going to be you know two main passages of scripture that we'll be talking about this morning Uh, so Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 will give us the key focus, but then there also, later on, we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 20, verses 20 through 26, and hopefully these things will all tie in together whenever I get to that Luke 20, uh, you know, 20 through 26. It'll make sense to you on why we're doing this and where we're going. Uh, You know, this morning we look, and I want you to kind of think about this, uh, you know, as we go into this, Paul was in prison for two years, waiting for an opportunity to meet with King Agrippa. So if we can imagine Paul, after being in prison for two years, uh, you know, his skin was pale. Uh, At this time, he had aged and most probably bald or if not that very close to it, His cheeks were sunken in from malnutrition. Not really did he have a stand, did he stand a chance in front of a king. He is simply a servant of Jesus Christ Almighty. And we see this morning through this that as he stands there in this opportunity this morning, we see. King Agrippa II and his sister comes into the courts. How would Paul defend himself? What would Paul do? What is he going to say? After all, this is a long line of kings or rulers that have really had it out for the Christians. Because see, his Great-great-grandfather is the King Herod that tried to kill Jesus as a baby whenever he slaughtered all the male children born in Bethlehem all the way up to the age of five, trying to kill the Messiah. He is also, or his great-uncle, is also the one that killed John the Baptist. His father is the one that imprisoned Peter for spreading the gospel. Paul, standing in front of the last of the Herods that would deal out the punishment to all Christians. What would Paul do? Sung the songs this morning about fear. What would you do? Here you are in the front or in front of a mighty king. Knowing the history. Knowing what's most probably going to happen. What thoughts are running through your mind? what What are you thinking about? How am I going to defend myself? How am I going to make it out of this? But see, Paul, Paul longed for this day. Paul longed for the opportunity to witness to King Agrippa. We find in the scripture, whenever we look here, we find that in Acts chapter 26, verse 6, Andrew, help me get rid of that background, because you can't read the Scripture good. How is Paul going to defend himself? Paul stands there before him, and he doesn't go, and he doesn't say, well, you know, you have to give me special treatments because I am a Roman citizen. He doesn't do that. Paul doesn't defend himself and say that the reason why I've done this is because of so-and-so or because of this or because of that. Paul doesn't defend himself. Paul stands firm on the promise of Jesus Christ. It says, now I am on trial because of my hope in the fulfillment of God's promise to our or the promise made to our ancestors so whenever we think about this and we look god has made seven thousand four hundred and twenty six promises throughout scripture paul is standing here and he is saying i am standing on those promises what is the promise that Paul's standing on? It could be the fact that Paul is standing on the fact that God told him that if you would trust in me and believe in me, that I will protect you. That I will provide for you. Regardless of what the circumstances look like, Paul was staring death in the face. He knew that the king had the opportunity to To just simply say the words and Paul would be dead. But he is standing on the promises that God has made for us. So let's build a case on this. Paul trusted in God. In Exodus chapter 34, we find these words. The Lord replied, Listen, I am making a covenant with you in the presence of all of your people. I will perform miracles that I have never or that have never been performed anywhere in all the earth or in any nation. God says that he will perform these miracles, that he will provide for the Israelites. God tells us That he will provide for us. Before time even began, he said that I have already made a plan. I have devised a plan that will allow you to come back into good standings with me. All you have to do is trust. He told the Israelites, I will provide for you a Messiah. Someone that will be able to come and to lead You, trust in Him. Scripture also tells us that all good things come from heaven above. God is a good God. He is a merciful God. And because of His promises, we can stand firm in this world. Because of the things that He has told us as Christians, and as believers, we can stand. Yes, uh, we have uh, won the victory. We get to the end of the scripture, and yes, the battle is won. But we all too often live a life that is still defeated. Because we don't realize that the promise of that victory is for today. It's not just for tomorrow. It's to help us with all the things that we deal with today. Exodus chapter 34. It says, And all the people around you will see the power of the Lord, the awesome power I will display for you. God is the ultimate power. Uh, You know, we know that Uh, You know, that sometime after, after the creation of earth and the birth of Adam's first son, that Satan fell from heaven. Satan was cast out. Isaiah tells us that it was like lightning from heaven. And he fell to the earth, cursed to live on this earth. We also know that Satan has power over this earth. But God has ultimate power. His power is over all. So although Satan is here on this earth and Satan is the prince of the air of this earth. Jesus Christ and God alone has the power to defeat Satan. And that is the power that we have through the promises of, the, you know, of, of God. It is that power alone that we have. We stand firm in that power. But we have to trust God. We have to trust in Him. You know, Joshua You know, stands there in front of the people. And he tells the Israelites in Joshua chapter 21, verse 45, that every promise that God has made for the Israelites has been fulfilled. We can trust in him. Now, if that's not good enough for you, we can go and we can look at James. In James chapter 1, verse 17... Uh, you know, we're told he is unchanging, never cast off. Uh, you know, um, never. Yeah, okay. I have it right here. The scripture tells us he never changes or casts shifting shadows. The God that we read about in Genesis is the same God that we read about. In in, uh, Revelations. The same God that we read about in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He doesn't change. We can trust the words. Whenever he fulfilled every promise to the Israelites, he will fulfill all 7,426 of the promises written in Scripture because it is by a God. These are all the things in Titus, and I'm going to skip to it. it it's my favorite verse, so I'm going to go ahead and skip to it for you right now. Uh, because in Titus chapter 1, verse 2, it says that in the hope of eternal life, which God, who, can, who does not lie, promised before beginning of time all of these things have been promised to us but they have been promised to us by a god that cannot lie in hebrews chapter 6 verse 18 uh, it tells us that it is impossible for god to lie it is absolutely impossible he is a holy god Therefore, he has to stand on the words that he gives to us. Now that brings us to the point that, yes, he's a holy God and he has to stand on those promises. But it also says that whenever he tells us that there will be judgment, that he has to bring about judgment. We say, oh, but he's a loving God. Yes, he loves you. And he loves you so much that if you don't do what he asks you to do and what he needs you to do, he will punish you. He has to because he is holy. I really wouldn't want to worship a God that went back on his word, I wouldn't want to worship a God that I couldn't trust. You know, it's hard. Romans chapter 4 verse 21. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he has promised. And see that's what we do today or that's what we should do today. As we stand here in the midst of Satan. We have to stand firm on the faith that God's promises of him protecting us and providing for us will come true that he will not falter on those words he says if you follow me i will bless you i talked to the inmates and stuff last night i wasn't supposed to wayne had the devotion and then wayne made the mistake of telling them that i was the pastor and he said something about i preached really good messages so one of them said let me hear it Uh, You know, so I had to say something. Uh, You know, so I was talking to him about this. And one of the problems that we have with God is, is that we expect God to work in one manner. But God says, I'm going to work in this manner. Therefore, whenever he doesn't work the way that we want him to work, we just simply say he's not working. Instead of trusting God. Now, I'm talking to people that's in prison. I'm talking to people that are sitting there and they have lost their freedom. And I said, you have to trust God that even in this moment, that where you are, that he is still protecting you and providing for you. If you're walking in his way. Now, if you've decided to walk outside of his way, then devil's got his hand on you. We've got to turn back to God to be able to be underneath his promises. Scripture tells us, and, and I know you know, this is harsh, you know, but guys, Scripture tells us that if you're not living a righteous life with God, He does not hear your prayers. He doesn't hear your prayers. So what that is, is that if, if, if I'm out here and I'm living in the world, and all of a sudden tragedy comes on me and I have sickness. I I, I get this, I get sick and I call out to God for healing. Mm. He doesn't hear it. He doesn't hear your cries. Man. Mm. I didn't really think I was going that way, but that speaks volumes you know, we, we can't just simply live any way that we want to live and then whenever troubles come we begin to cry out to God he hears the prayers of, of forgiveness of asking for forgiveness forgiveness But until we pray that prayer of asking for forgiveness, He doesn't hear us asking Him for healing. He doesn't hear us asking for financial stability. He doesn't hear us asking uh, for a new job or for more money, for a new car, for a new house. He hears the prayers of the righteous and He answers them. i got to get into the message. Somewhere, time. Let's look here. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. It says, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky the livestock, and all the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. We're made in God's image. We're all made in God's image. So, Whenever we're made in God's image, we are His glory bearers. Because our responsibility as His people is to show the other people God's glory. That's what the Israelites were supposed to do, they were supposed to show God's glory. <coughs> I refuse this cold. I'm still refusing it. Bob, I'm not claiming it. Because see this promise that we have from God. That were made in his image. (sighs) We have these people in scripture. That shows us. What it means. To live that. Abraham. Isaac. Jacob. Abraham left a good home. To go to a place that he had never seen before. Why? Because God promised him. Because God spoke to him. Whenever we think about those three names, we, we also have to add to the list Noah. What are you thinking about Noah? Noah believed in God so much that he believed in rain before rain was ever a word really I need you to build this boat because I'm going to flood the earth it's going to rain down from heaven and waters are going to come up out of the ground rain, what's rain God? it's okay it's going to rain trusted him he had faith Mary oh my goodness Mary trusted God as she said in the scripture I am your servant do whatever you would see fit she trusted in God we have a prophet Isaiah that would be added to that list we have an apostle and a preacher and Peter that was raised from the ashes of rejection that became the rock of the church. We have Paul that met grace that was so strong and so powerful that he held on to that grace all the way to death. Because of God's grace and God's mercy that He pours out on us. But see, it's unfortunate that only three chapters after this proclamation that we have, you know, that we are made in God's image, that we fall. How far did we fall? Well, we fell all the way to the bottom. But yet today we still think that. All of us and each one of us fall from different levels depending on what you do and how you lived your life prior to your salvation. is the depth of the salvation that I have. Because we read in scripture where the homosexuals are an abomination unto God. So we have separated that sin to being something that's more than being an alcoholic or being a murderer or being an adulteress, or being a liar, or someone that sins with gluttony. We, we've separated those things and we say that, well, you know, I, I grew up in church, so I'm really not that far off. Regardless of the sin, the fall is exactly the same. See, Adam and Eve, In the fall, they fell from a perfect relationship with God. They fell from a relationship where they were able to stand in front of a holy God naked. Yes, naked, with not a stitch of clothing on them. First thing that happened with the fall was they hid. and then god covered them and from that moment on we play peekaboo peekaboo we play peekaboo we hide behind our devices thinking that god doesn't see them we hide behind our mask in front of our friends and in front of our christian believers that we go to church with we begin to hide who we truly are we all fell the same distance because we all or we all deserved death but because of jesus christ and his death on the cross We have life. And that life that we have, what are we supposed to do with it? Let's go back to that same passage of Scripture. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 tells us what we're supposed to do. We are supposed to be rulers over this earth. We are supposed to rule the birds that fly in in the sky, the fish that's in the ocean, the animals that walk around the earth, and even the wild animals and the ones that scurry on the earth. Whenever we're supposed to do this, we're supposed to do this in a loving and a godly manner. We are supposed to, above all things, bear the image of God Almighty. Because of the fall, the image of God has been scarred, skewed, rubbed out, but not destroyed. Because each person that walks on this earth regardless if they're believers in Christ or Buddha or Muhammad or they're atheist, they're all made in the image of God. His image is still upon them. Jesus Christ came so that that image would be able to be brought into its right state. So that takes us to this magical passage of Scripture that, I, that we get to Luke chapter 20. I really like this. This is, studying this here, it's now became almost one of my favorite passages of Scripture. So I want you to hang on for this, okay? Because it says, Watch, or, watching for their opportunity. The leaders send spies pretending to be honest men. They try to get Jesus to say something that could be reported to the Roman governor so he would arrest Jesus. Teacher, they said, we know that you speak and teach what is right and are not influenced by what others think. You teach the way of God truthfully. Now tell us. Is it right for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? He saw through their trickery and said, Show me a Roman coin whose picture and title are stamped on it. Caesar's, they replied. Well then, he said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. You see it? Here we have Jesus Christ standing here in front of all these people and they're trying to trick him. And what does Jesus do? In Luke chapter 20, he takes them all the way back To the beginning of creation, to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, where God says, let's make man or human beings in our image. Jesus was bringing us all the way back to our creation, where each and every one of us have to return. We are all created in the image of God. And if we are all created in the image of God, we are supposed to give God what is God's. So we are supposed to give God all of our life. Because He created it. But it's been skewed. It's gotten dirty because of the world. Jesus Christ came. Wash all that dirt away so that God's perfect image would be able to be seen. Whoo! Man! Wow! Mm. Can you get it? Regardless of what the world says, I'm made in God's image. And if I'm made in God's image, I can stand firm on all, two, on all 7,426 promises that He's given to me because He says through those that He is going to provide for me and protect me because He loves me. Because He made me. Not because of anything that I have done, but because He has simply made me. You know, I am made in the image of God. So whenever struggles come, I stand firm and say, no, 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 Satan. I'm made in the image of God. And because of that, I can live on this earth and I can walk on this earth and I can be a glory bearer. And everyone that sees me sees God Almighty. Because He created me yes, he in His image. Whew. Man, see, unshakable. Sa- Satan cannot take that away from us. That is something that God says that He has done. Whew. Jesus Christ came. And He said, all that dirt... And all that stuff that Satan's put on you, I'm here to take it off. I'm here to remove it by the shedding of my blood. So that you can bear the glory of the one that created you. So this luggage that we carry around with sin, God says don't carry that around because you carry my image on you. So whenever the world looks at you and you're walking down the street, they need to see me. They need to see me and the only way that they can see me is if you're washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh man, that is worth shouting for because all of this world is doing nothing but trying to destroy the image of God but it cannot be done because God is more powerful than the powers of this world. And because of Jesus Christ living in us, we have that power. Oh, man. Man, my, my feet are tingling. Oh, man. I think I have another passage of Scripture to go to. So they failed to trap him by what they were saying in front of the people. Instead, they were amazed by his answer, and they became silent. See, if we hang on to the promises of God, being made in the image of God, Satan has to become silent. There's absolutely nothing that he can say are due to us because we are made in the image of God this morning you might be a little dirty this world might have thrown dirt on you this week or or last week It, it could be that you're like one of those Quarters. That's in my, you know, that's in my desk drawer. I I knew I should have brought one. That quarter that was in my desk drawer. You can see the image that's on there, but it's got dirt that's embedded into the nicks, to the crannies, crannies. That is a word into all the small places and stuff in our lives that's truly hindering us from being a shiny new coin that is radiant with God's love and God's mercy see that that image that we have within us can only shine as bright as we allow God to work in our lives. This relationship with Jesus Christ is a journey. At day one, we received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. He came in and He began that work to clean us up. He began that work to make us look clean and brand new, to be a new creature. And that is what Jesus is talking about throughout the scripture where he is. And that's what Paul tells us that the more that we trust in God, the more that we become like God. The more that we allow Jesus to clean us and to not rearrange, but to rebuild. And to restore. See it's kind of like a house. There's a wall that's here. And God says that wall doesn't need to be there. Will you allow me to take it down? We have to allow him to take it down. And by allowing him to take it down. We become more like him. It's like rubbing that coin. And making it shine just a little bit more because it's our responsibility to bear the glory of God because we are His creations created in His image. Amen. Amen. Robbie, if you can come and the praise and worship team, if y'all have a song that's ready. You know, like I was saying, uh, you know, I don't know where you are. Let's go ahead. Let's stand. See, it it, it might be that you have never received Christ as your Lord and Savior. And that image that you are, that 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 is there, is is covered in, in all the muck and all the struggles and stuff of sin. It's uh, you know it's worthless. Uh, you know right now it is headed to uh, you know to death. Is headed to an eternity in hell. Today is the day that you can receive that new life into you, and that Jesus Christ can come into your heart and can begin to change and begin to bring about that new transformation to where you will be God's glory bearer and you will bear His image on your life it might be that you have already accepted Christ as your Savior but with all that this world has poured out upon us and has put on us the image of God is is really dim if it's even showing at all Jesus wants to clean that off so that the image of God can be seen in everything that we do in everything that we do with every head bowed and every eye closed God's at work this morning molding us and making us Are you willing to step out and come to the altar and to profess that he is at work and you're going to allow him to work in your life?
1: Are find my
0: rest For there are others that would the allow us to stand. I fall
1: apart You're the one that guides
0: There are things in my life that I need to turn over to God, but I'm just not ready to bring those to the front. Will you pray for me? If you're there, just slip up your hand, and I'll recognize that, and I'll pray for you. I see that hand. I see that hand. Yes, I see that. I see that hand. There's hands all over. God, I know where I am. I ask for you to be with me God I pray that you'll be with the ones that are at their seat right now God they, they realize who they are and where they are and God that's not where they want to stay they want to continue to have you to work in their lives and God I pray that you will touch them God I pray that you will honor that hand that's lifted up God that you will touch them dear Lord and God that you will help them to, to allow you to move into their lives I pray for obedience to Lord.
1: cannot stand I fall on you Jesus you're my hope
0: Going to play for just a little bit longer I, you know that song and those words I, you know the only way that we can come into the right standing with God is through Jesus Christ so whenever we sing these words I need thee we need him we cannot do this on our own there's absolutely no way that we can make ourselves righteous on our own It is only through Jesus Christ. So whenever we sing the words, I need thee, we need him for everything. So just a little bit longer, will you be obedient to God? Father, we thank you so much for today. And God, we thank you for the words that you have brought to us. You know, God, I thank you for each one that raised their hands, dear Lord, throughout this. And God I, pray that God, God, I pray that you will be with them. God, the ones that have came to the altar, dear Lord, I pray that you met them there and that you were already at work and doing what they have asked and what they had laid at your feet. Dear Heavenly Father, we give you praise and glory and honor.